Tune into the Bobcast podcast, chatting about it, making you laugh. Got the internet fired up, streaming fast from the lounge with the Ouija board, summoning the past. Seeing the future, animated and creative, totally articulated. Anytime you want to hear it, you can turn it on and play it. Oh my Bob, cast a shadow from your speaker frame and monitor. Got it going on at w.thebobcast.podbean.com. Episode of content for you and yours. Come on. Pass it along and send a link to your brother, to your cousin, to your mom. Never, ever, 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 ever turn it off. Ring the alarm up on the river with the sniff light. I'm getting gone. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the natural lounge, staring at the proverbial Ouija board. So check it out. I've been waiting to bring this guest on the show. Probably was maybe 2021 we met, right? Like One of the things about becoming a parent is that um, they don't really tell you this when you're single either, is that one day you'll have kids and then you'll start making new friends with like you know people who have kids. And what they should tell you is that maybe nine times out of 10, shit ain't good. It ain't fun. Your kids, you know, loves playing with this guy, but you got to like painfully hang out with this other set of parents. And you're just like, man, we have nothing in common. You know what I mean? Like, why, why, why did you bring me here to this party? Why did you make me, you know, be all out there for nothing? You know what I mean? No connection. Because really in life, that's all you really want is you want connection. You don't want to be like, you know, just walking around aimlessly. Right. So I was pretty stoked when I met today's guest because one, his personality was unmatched. And that is really hard to come by here in Plymouth, Meaning, Pennsylvania, because most people, in my opinion, they kind of want to live their life like a movie they've seen about 50 times. They know how it begins. They know how it ends. There is no adventure. There is no conflict that can't be resolved, right? So some of the things about the 90s where I grew up too is like the people that you were friends with and the people you hung out with who were not tethered by the internet, not tethered by media blocking all of their like, you know, instincts is you met people that were real and you met people who were from the streets. And it ain't no like saying like, oh, they're from the streets. Like to have street smarts, to actually have street smarts takes quite a bit. Uh, you actually, you really can't do anything to You either have it or you don't, you know what I mean? So I guess it was maybe soccer game, baseball game. I don't know. But this, this guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, I'm uh, so-and-so's dad. And I'm like, oh, how you doing there? And then bang, just like that. I'm like, there he is. This guy has a personality that will probably explode in your earbuds or your speakers here. You won't be able to contain yourself because you're going to be wanting to hear from him more and more. But that being said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Mr. Sal Pumo. How are you, Sal? Doing good, doing good. What a See, hell of an introduction. Thank you. It did not written either. You watched me perform it <laughs> there. Right. Yeah. And we're, we're live and this is unscripted. Unscripted, you know what I mean? You're doing yeah, your voice sounds pretty good there. So like let's talk about this real quick, right? You've probably gone through the gauntlet I have too, as well as uh meeting other dads and being like, What? what yeah. do, how do I get out? You know what I mean? What was different about when you met me? I just think the immediate connection, like, you know, the warmth, like, hey, what's up, man? Like because most people you meet, you're, they're like trying to figure out. They always ask you, oh, what do you do for a living? Like meeting, <laughs> how much money do you make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, is that the first or third question you think? Or is it like, is that all people really want to know is like, you know, the carrot above your head with like. Nah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's their sole purpose, but. Uh, it is true though, right? I, so what do you do? I'm a jack of all trades. I didn't even ask you. Did I? <laughs> I didn't even care. Really. I'm a professional bullshitter. That's my official title. No. <laughs> it is true. Why do people do that though? You know? um, it's like, cause we have nothing else to talk about. Cause I can't ask you like straight up what's your favorite color right away. You know, what's funny. I think it's because, um, <clears throat> my background, be like right there. All right, so my background is 
my folks owned a small business. They're a hair salon and barbershop, and they were a jack of all trades. But it's all, you only know what you're taught. And I realized that as I age gracefully, like, you know, the people around me, they weren't taught by my folks, Sal and Darlene. They were amazing, like genius rock star hairdressers, but they were, gave us the ability to express ourselves and ask follow-up questions or saying, oh, I don't really care for that. Or this is not, nah, I don't like that. Oh, I like this. That's okay. You can like that. We can both like something different and still be friends. Yeah. And that seems to be something that is non-existent in today's world, right? 100%. Like, like I don't like, maybe it's like a microcosm or like the continuation of like that avalanche. Like there's tons of great people out there, but they don't teach their kids the ability to question, but like, positively right yeah you could say hey well i don't why are you making me do this or why is this important without being snippy or people who are just like yeah it's broke that's it <laughs> <You know? laughs> like uh, have we yeah. reached out to anybody have we I, talked I, to anybody you ask questions to put them all in a pigeonhole but like i observe them daily and like something about today's youth is like they're very much like that where like if it doesn't work the first time and it's not on their uh, end of responsibility yeah they pull the life vest like that they're like i'm out so you know what i too think bob um to follow up on your original question, I think that because we have such an easy society, right? Two buttons, Amazon delivers a package shows up. Like we don't realize mm -hmm. how many processes has to go through for that to happen. Yeah. We're the generate my, I'm 46 at in 2024. Right. So we built the internet, our generation. Right. And the folks that like, and the millennials are very important to us. A lot of people give them negative publicity. Oh, they're the millennials. Like I, I think it's a positive, like mm -hmm. because they have new ideas. But like we built the framework. So think of like um, one of my top ten movies, The Matrix, mm -hmm. Neo. Right? Mm -hmm. Amazing. Like at the time, you're like, oh no, that's really not like. Mm. Now in 2024, you're like, mm, I could see that. I like, it's a possibility. It's Everything's true. such a program. Where did you say that? I was just thinking right? of The Matrix yesterday. It's and, an app um, on your phone. Oh, you have the app? No. And then all of a sudden, you're in this portal, right? Yeah. It's like, that's your reality. So I think too, like stepping away from the re, uh, portal, stepping away from the phone, I'm doing less with the phone and social media is garbage, but to, to kind of touch on, you know, when I meet somebody, I want to be like, Hey, you do you, you're in the painting, you're in the art, you're in the taking pictures, a podcast. Yeah. Like, that's cool, man. Yeah. Right. Like having the ability to be to comfortable do in yeah. my own skin. Yes. And I think as soon as I give that person that ability to say, Hey, good for you. I love that. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about it. How does that work? You know, do you do that with your folks or is your wife into it, your kids, blah, blah, blah. And then their guard comes all the way down. And then I always share a lot of, I wouldn't say personal info, but like stuff that I don't just, I don't lead with that. <laughs> I think that that's also a part of being Italian because I'm Italian as well and you're Italian and like something about the way that I grew up listening to people be like that. Facts. Like, you know, like I would be like at a party and like somebody would say hello to each other and the next thing you know is like, you, you know, uh, I've got the gout or something, you know what I mean? Like, right off the bat, or, <laughs> you're like, wow, I'm not feeling too well. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah. you know, just like being honest right off the bat. And is it really hard in today's world? Because people, dude, I don't feel like, um, I, I don't, I shouldn't say I feel, I know that like I have relationships with people in the occupational prison, I call it that like literally have lied <laughs> to me the entire time. They lied to themselves. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like some, so many people who are sad. Yeah. Because they're not free. Like, and you know what? You're, you're absolutely 100%. You know? I 100% I agree with you. So, and let me expand on my family, my mom and dad. That's yeah. only one branch of thinking about it. What was the name of the, the shop? Oh, it was uh, Russell Lauren Hair Designers. Shout out, Russell Lauren. Uh, so, people used to think we were copying Ralph Lauren. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know that Russell Lauren was my mother and father created a hair salon from the dirt. <laughs> my mom did hair in the basement her whole life. She was always in the hair. And my dad was like a postman. 
general contractor, jack of all trades, but they always knew how, he knew how to make money. He was a hustler with, from a positive spirit and a positive sense of hustler. And they decided he quit his job at the post office after almost 20 years, sold our house, everything in it, including the furniture and rugs and whatever was in there, and moved in with my grandmother, my mom's mother, uh, Dar- uh, Darlene's mom, Bernie. My mom, Bernie, the mm-hmm. monster, the amazing, amazing my mom, Bernie. And they built the salon from the dirt and they named it after their children. And you're like, well, their children are Salvi and Darlene. My, my nickname, yeah. my moniker. We'll get, to, we'll get to that. Don't trademark that. Uh, okay. Salvi, I'm looking to, you know, brand the myself. Yes. Um, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, they named it because it was all about family. And that's what the topic I just wanted to get to, family. It was a family salon. And the cool thing was they named it after our middle names. Oh. I'm Salvatore Russell and my sister's Tracy Lauren. So what a concept that my folks were so selfless and such rock stars, but what, they didn't have the ego. They just wanted to just be fly and make tons of money, but also have good family, good dinners, good lunches, right? Positive times with the kids at the beach. Oh, this is 1988, 1990. Yeah, that rolling was out then, yeah. Well, that's when they but decided also too, to like, make that the That was switch. during an era, too, where like, you, know, you didn't have the tools to just jump on the trademark registry and be like, Agreed. hey, let's check it. So again, the technology, right? Of, um, we had phone, foxes. You know right, I mean? exactly. So we had phone book, mm-hmm. telephone, fax, pager. <laughs> wow. How crazy. Yeah, I mean, the like our life wasn't was, even invented yet. The our life Blackberry. was so much more simplified. I wouldn't even say. It was just like sweet. It just felt cool. <laughs> you know? Well, that's true, too. Like There's you had too this, much like, going on now. Yeah, maybe that's part of it, too. But at any rate, so my folks, they bought this building, built it from nothing. They kept, you know, we just lived at my grandmother's, and we had four generations under one roof. So I have tons of stories about that. Mm-hmm. My mom and uncle and uh, special needs uncle and mom and dad and younger sister. So there was a lot of great emotion, and, but it was all about collaboration. We would sit at the dinner table some nights and it would just be all about the shop and the who, blah, blah, blah. Like, not bad stuff, but like, yeah. you know, how we, what's our uh, angle? What's the business plan? Where are we at with this and that? Mm. And I'm watching these folks like, wow, they're really doing this. Because at first I thought, I'm literally, we're going to be homeless in two years, right? Like, what the hell are my parents doing? They've lost their minds. But they name it after me and my sister. And we're like, oh, my God. How old are you at this time? Are I'm you're... 15, 16 years wow. old. Wow. And they gave me that opportunity to say, so you were old enough to process where really right. was going. Look, kids, yeah. do whatever you want. Don't let anybody ever tell you you can't do anything. Not even me. It's one of my favorite quotes. Oh, that's awesome. Don't Who let said anybody. That? Mom or dad? Mom. Shouts out to your mom. I mean, mom, that's Darlene. Awesome. Darlene was the the truth. Darlene was not from this earth. She was clairvoyant, and she was also. Uh, Can we talk about that? What, what, yeah. was like, what, what was the most like profound thing um, to do with your mother when it comes to clairvoyance? It's probably after she was passed. We were had the opportunity to go on a um, a trip to the Baha- or to the Virgin Islands, mm-hmm. and Jay and Athena, shout out Jay and Athena Swartley, they lived in Plymouth meeting, mm-hmm. and um, they were cool people, and they decided to move to the Virgin Islands, and this is like 90, 95, 96. People thought they were out of their minds, and uh, we got an opportunity to go down there. Mm-hmm. And what happened was my sister, because it's international, but it's American rule, but you needed a birth certificate at minimum, not mm-hmm. even a passport. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And she couldn't find her birth certificate. Oh, no. Hey, how you doing? All right. She couldn't find her birth certificate. So my mom, she went and basically prayed to my mom in her dream. 
and my mom told her it was in a yellow folder in the filing cabinet, blah, 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 and gets my wow. sister and the next morning finds it, gets the birth certificate and off to the Virgin Islands. Like we literally had like, you know, days, like how are you going to get a birth certificate in two days when you're leaving for a country? And that was Jane Athena's gift to my father. How did you find out as a child that she was clairvoyant? So if you're at the salon, she would always say at dinner sometimes or out, you know, because when you're a small business owner, you never take it. You can't step away. You're literally, my folks always, even on their days off, they worked. Yeah. But it always showed me like they, we always went, we're well fed, right? We always were clothed, always rock Jordans and we always have fly shit, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Can I curse? No, them? you can curse. Okay, you can say whatever the fuck you want. All the folks listening are like, oh shit, you don't want to tell this guy to curse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need carte blanche, but uh, yeah, it was just wild because it was like, um. She just always like would say, "Oh, you know, I I saw Mrs. Smith so and so, and I I did her daughter's hair. She didn't. She was telling me like, I don't know, I don't think she's gonna make it. And like two weeks later, Mrs. Wow. Smith, right? And then we would she would I mean like she always was talking to us about like spirituality, spirituality, and wasn't wasn't about the Catholic uh, pressing. Uh, I'm a retired Catholic for the record, <laughs> you know, born and raised Catholic, Italian Catholic family, altar boy. We, we, we talked about that on the soccer field. And you know, it's a shame because I think the religion and the faith is fantastic. I think some of the people are so poisonous that they ruin it for the ones well, who that's don't. Well, that's the problem with re- religions as a whole. They start off from a very spiritual place and then right. the humans take it to an extreme. Right. Like you're, if you masturbate, you're going to go to hell. If you don't go to church, you're going to hell. Like yeah. what's all this guilt? Like stop that. Well, I've like, been struggling lately with the whole like, uh, you know, Jesus says, love everyone as I have loved you, but except the gays, except for Hamas, except for Pal- That's what I'm Like saying, it's like, right? dude, he, when he said everyone, he, he meant means everyone. Dude. And you know, um, if you ever, uh, for those of you, I know you know this, Neil deGrasse Tyson, amazing guy, yeah, right? Scientist. Yeah, scientist. Neuroscientist. Uh, he's a rocket scientist, I believe. His- he's out there now. Dude, he's fantastic, though. Yeah. Listen, I don't, just like everybody in our lives, I don't take everybody what they say as gospel. But mm-hmm. Like when somebody has an interesting point of view and somebody who's super smart, mm-hmm. right? So he's talking about, you know, the odds for us to be born here on Earth. Mm-hmm. And then, then for us to get, right, to come out, to be born. And then, you know, you start out growing up and where do you live? Are you poor? Are you rich? Are you well-fed? Are you neglected? Are you loved? Right? All that. There's like mm-hmm. so many billions and billions, like one in a billion. Everybody listening to our voices right now. We all have great, like it's, but it's all inside of us, right? Like there's so it's billions and billions of chances to be where we are. So take yeah, it's, I mean, it's it. totally wild. And that's the thing. Is, but also for me, it's like, I, I struggle to people and we've spoke about this before, but we might as well bring it up here on the Bobcast is that like, um, you know, like you, we were saying earlier, like, Hey, uh, what do you do for a living? Every question you ask somebody when you meet them has nothing to do with spirituality in a way Like you don't walk up to somebody and go, Hey man, you believe in God? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. you just don't, but like right. really you like back in the day, that's all they talked about. Right. You know what I mean? And we've right. become so far away from the spirituality that you know what i mean like people practice it but yet they don't talk about it you know and i think that's a good point like people don't practice what they preach right like my no, folks dude, they practice, don't fall through right and my folks they preached a lot and they preached a lot of good stuff and it was not about you know all about money and material yeah. things you know my mom would say uh, another great quote uh health is wealth and you know um i didn't realize this but my mom died of ovarian cancer in 19, uh, 2008 and was diagnosed in 04 at 52 or three, I believe. Young as shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand what that meant. Like growing up, I'd be like, mom, that's bullshit. Like, I want the money, you know, give me fly cars and big houses and a boat and all this nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. I want to go skiing and skydiving off the moon, right? Like, <laughs> every, every, every goddamn thing, right? 
And then like your, your, your mother who will never be separated by time or space, right? Like your mother's always with you. She's always connected. I, I feel here today. She's always feel right now. She, yeah. She's always with me. She's in the back of my ear going, you know, I hear little things, all the stuff she would just barb, barb, uh, what's, they call it? what's the word I'm looking for? Bombard me with, right? Mm-hmm. The positivity was nauseating bombardment of positivity. And at the time, like, man, you're annoying AF. Yeah. <laughs> you're annoying as fuck. Right. And then you're like, oh, when she passed, and I got to say goodbye. You know, four years I saw her fight like a warrior lioness, right? Like she was just a beast and she just tried and tried. And she said to us at the hospice visit, you know, when they, she decided to go on hospice, she said, listen, guys, I'm so sorry, but, you know, I've, I've made my decision. I, my, I can't do it anymore. Like I gave it my best and, you know, I'm ready to transition and this is God's work. And, and we're like, we were all devastated and she's never been relieved in her life. How did she, how did, how did she just Naturally, know? we, she oh, knew her, her time was coming? But she made the decision to go on hospice, which oh, after see. four years of fighting with yeah, the radiation, right? The back and forth and the, yeah. the ups and downs. Um, but yeah, man, like she was so like, you know, always say please and thank you. And it's so funny because now I annoy the shit out of my kids. kids. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. That's my legacy, bro. Like now like you were talking about maybe it's your age and like where you get to in life. But it's like. That's your legacy. Like my, now it's like my kids, not about me. So again, exactly. But my yeah. folks taught me to be selfless to start naming a business after me. Mm-hmm. And, and they were always cool. Like if they made a move like that, where they were going to like, you know, uh, we're going to listen guys, right. You know, we'd have a little family meeting. We're going to sit down and be like, Hey guys, we're going to sell this house. I don't know. Right. And everything in it. Good to see. And we're going to basically get a business started. Right. And we're going to do this and we need your help. So you're going to be part of this. So like, they need you like, whoa, okay. Like, so listen, when we tell you to take the trash out and empty the mm. dishwasher, we need you to do those things because yeah. we're doing other things, trying to make moves and trying to, so like, you know, the gangster lifestyle or like, mm. you know, the rap lifestyle, right? Where all these dudes have nothing came from dirt mm. and they're flipping, they're selling drugs to flip this. Then they're flipping music. Now they're selling music. Now they're selling CDs. Now they're selling digital, right? It's all about, yeah. right. Yeah. It's all about taking what you have. But for them, it was like a positive, you know, like, they what just, was the quote you said that they said, um, uh, what was the best quote that your uh, mom said? Health is wealth. No, you said it a while ago. I say like, so much. We'll have to go back I'll, and look I'll, at the tape. Yeah, I mean, like, um, <laughs> it, it's amazing to me that, um, you know, parents who take, you know, interest in their children and, you know, invest time and, like, you know, give them, like, you know, a business, essentially. You know what I mean? It's a huge motivational factor. And at not at one point they did they mm-hmm. say, you're going to take this over. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Like, they never were like, you're going to do this. They were always like, this is our dream. This is what we want to do, my, mm-hmm. my mother and father. Mm-hmm. And then my mom would say, now, if one day you want to take this over, you may have the opportunity, but you know, we're going to teach you right, and we want you to be involved and get involved with the business. Now, yeah. the, the flip side to that was my mom was such a, an amazing, not of this earth. I mean, she really wasn't, dude. Like, the way she taught us – the way she was so diplomatic, like people underestimated her her whole life because she was petite. She was a sharp lady. Like she was a yeah. snap, snap, sharp dresser. She was a good looking woman. Um, we can even put up, can we put up pictures? Of- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Young Jamie, put it up. <laughs> um, but you know, it's funny because my folks were in the, you know, my dad was a good looking dude and like they were just like, but they were so cool. Like I think whatever they look like, their personality made them so much more likable. No, not many people hated my mother, right? Personality is huge, man. It's one of those know? things where people don't realize how valuable that is. Let's walk and talk. This is the, the fun part about the show, too, is where you get to stretch. Stretch your legs out. <laughs> you so, never know what you're going to get on this it show. It sounds to me like you've, you know, you told me a bit about your 
your mom before on the sidelines, but it sounds like she was like a, a wonderful woman. And, you know, it's weird you say she was clairvoyant and all that because it's like right before you said it, like I told you about that bench before, dude, I definitely felt like some sort of uh, presence. Yeah. I mean, like they're here. That's just the, they're always here, man. The veil is so thin. It like is. we take a look at the, the world and w- what do we see? We see traffic patterns. We see people on their cells and cars, but we can't see the veil and like the veil. I don't know how to like best describe it, but it's like, dude, we are spiritual beings, you know, and you were also touching upon something that I've been talking about here for a couple of weeks on the show you know, just how important the three elements, like you can prove God's existence by just simply talking about time, space, and matter. You can't have one without the other. You you have to have time to build um, matter to fill space. You, you need space for matter and you need time. <laughs> so somebody has to be behind all that. You know what I mean? And like, right. Nobody really talks about those things. Like we were saying earlier, like, hey, uh, I'm Bob. So what do you think about the quantum realm and physics? Do you listen to <laughs> yeah, Neil talk about the Degrassi? Thin veil. Yeah, the, the thin veil. Yeah, Degrassi. Do you believe you can cross over to the other side and meet spirits? Like, hmm, this guy's a psycho. You ever seen Degrassi where he was like, mm-hmm, UFOs, how come nobody has a picture? You know, yeah, he, yeah. He, He's pretty smart, though, with his stuff, man. I, well, they can I also prove like there already are UFOs. Like they're called uh, airplanes and helicopters and, uh, you know, like there's all this what do you think's going on with that? Because we talked about balloons, I mean, like, air balloons. I mean, like, the whole idea that we now live, you know, we're in our forties, we're, we're dads. And one of the things in the, you know, news cycle is, yeah, there is UAPs, not UFOs, but there is, you know, credible evidence now of shit out there. What do you think's going on with that? You think it's a ruse? You think it's like people like messing with us to get us prepared for something else? Or do you think it is, you know, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith up there trying to, you know, <laughs> save the universe. Well, you know, honestly, I think it's still undecided. To be honest with you, I still don't think neither party knows whether they are or not. So smart answer, dude. You know, or maybe I, so, maybe not. Maybe, maybe like what I picked up from that is like maybe they don't know what to do yet with them. <laughs> right? They're like, what do we do? Scare them? Blow them up? Right? Oh, that's a good point. I never thought of that. Right? You know? Like we do have the info, but we're like, well, and then think about today's climate. If you release that, think of like in that movie with Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith, right? Yeah, I mean, it would be pan- like. So apparently, like, because I, I, go, Day, I love out. Reddit, all right, I'm a, you know, crazy guy. I'm not conspiracy-centric, but look, I read into it, you know, because it's like, I want to be prepared, you know? And they do say through various different news agencies online that, you know, these people who, and some of it actually is credible. I mean, there's this guy, Grush, who is a, you know, the whistleblower on the Senate or whatever, like, or congressman, you know what I mean? So there's people within the government blowing the whistle, or it could be people being used to spread well, you know, misinformation. So you said... Um, you but they go- said there's a date coming, is what I'm trying to say. 2027, yeah. they said that they're coming. So right now they're trying to pipe us a little bit of like, you know, media footage and news you know UFOs, so it's not such a shock when it happens. Here's a good thing. We didn't think about this. With all the technology for weather and how we can track all these storms and the earth spinning and all the technology, it is kind of like a thin... Like the speaking of the veil, right? Maybe there is stuff out there. Say it again. Maybe there is stuff out there. Oh, like, of course there is, dude. I mean, like, the other thing, too, is that the theory that the aliens are us later in, like, our evolution where we've, you know, gotten past. Uh, like, they're already here. Or, no, they're, like, us in the future and, like, we come back here to visit. Or the theory that I think makes the most sense, dude, is that, like, they started appearing here. I mean, they've been around here for centuries, but in North America, all the settings start right after, you know, um, the Manhattan Project, you know, it was once we start detonating nuclear bombs, that nuclear reaction must have sent out some sort of signal. And they were like, dude, what the fuck, dude? 
And like the way that they come and, and not interact or not harm us and like almost like kind of, you know, or are they real? Are they not real? You know, like that's the only plausible scenario. They're coming here to just watch us to be like, don't fuck up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just don't fuck up and hit that button because if you hit up the button, we have no choice but to wipe you all out because this disrupts the solar system or, you know, the galaxy. I don't know. It's interesting. I love the end of Men in Black where there's like they zoom all the way out of New York City after they Will Smith realizes there are aliens on the planet. Yeah. And then they just keep zooming out like further and further into the galaxy. And then it's like it ends up with there's like two aliens with six arms like playing marbles. And yeah, all inside the marbles that, yeah. are like a billion galaxies in each marble, right? Yeah. Dude. And there's like a bag of 50 marbles. You're like, whoa, really? I forgot about that. That was a great movie, dude. You know, and like even it's... think like Hubble Telescope, right? We'll watch that. Oh, yeah. That's a big old pile of shit out here. <laughs> um, the Hubble Telescope, how all the stuff, uh, the James Webb, that's the newest one that did what the Hubble already showed us, but more in detail. Oh, yeah. It was I further that. out. They it's launched wild, it. Right? I saw a whole uh, special about it. that. was amazing. James Webb Telescope. Check that out. So there's so many different things of uh, you know, the world that you don't know, but the things you do know, right? You do know who you are today in this world, right? We're both uh, parents. Our kids are friends. When you were like a young man, you know, messing about up there in the salon, shopping at the mall with the beauty salon, <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you ever like think one day like having the family and what it would be like to have that, those experiences? Because I did. And you know what? <laughs> they never, it's totally different than what I thought. You know what I mean? Right. Totally different. Well, it's I ended like, up uh, working. I mean, I didn't want to work for my folks, but I ended up working for them and I ended up meeting my wife oh, wow, in there. the salon. So. Let's talk about that. What was that like? You met your wife at a salon? Let's it's like the beginning of a fucking insane? movie. <laughs> that insane? It's the beginning of a movie. Yeah. As a straight man in uh, 2000 and whatever, two, this is 02. So I was... Um, this is the chocolate at- starfish hot dog flavored water era. <laughs> <laughs> I love this era. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was working at a restaurant locally and making decent money, but like hey, working like a vampire. Good looking dogs. And... Uh, Say that again. I'm sorry. What, I was working, working. I was working locally at a restaurant. It was in KOP. What was the name? Uh, Maggiano. Shout out. Oh, dude, I got <laughs> I got alcohol poisoning at Maggiano. Oh my god, dude. Party in O2. You might have been there, dude. <laughs> I worked for like a voice effects company. I opened that place in O2. That place um, is massive back in the day. All right. Oh, so what happened? Tell dude. me, dude. So it was great, but you're working like a vampire, right? Like you're sleeping all day and working all night and partying it's fun, all though. night. It's you're fun. 20 years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved it. 24, 26. I remember was like my sleeping mind. all day. Like, God. Like I mean, Sunday, so- you'd wake up. It was 5 6 o'clock p.m. And you're like, what day is it? Is it Tuesday? My already? wife could go. I, I, I could always get to like 2 30 is the latest, but my wife could like sleep to like sundown. You, know? like, <laughs> like you get up and it's dark. Sundown right? to sundown. Yeah, like, what yeah. the hell? Did I sleep two days here? I can't sleep past now. Actually, you know what? I used to have bad insomnia, but lately, dude, and just in time to have the goddamn daylight savings thing happen again. Oh, I you hate know that. What I mean? Can we just leave it where it Stupid, is? Stupid, dude. Who comes up with this like, shit? Like, just change it and leave it. Change it now, and then just move on. But no. So at any rate, yeah, I got into my uh, my mother. She asked me. You know, I, I just was like, I'm sick of doing this. I want to do something different and better. This, you know, my lifestyle sucks. Again, health is wealth, yep. right? It's not about how much money you make. Yep. It's about enjoying what you're doing. Enjoying yourself. And I hated doing what I was doing, so switch up, shift gears. Just like my folks, though. I saw what they did, so I basically <laughs> did what they did, shift gears. You can always turn around, too. Yeah. A lot of times, people are like going down a road. Oh, this is, 
this is not the right road. Okay, okay, another mile. Still they on the wrong going. road. Still two miles later, 10 miles. Still on the wrong road. Yeah, and then there's like a around. whole bunch of driveways and they don't make the turn. Exactly. But uh, so, yeah, she said, are you interested in hair? And I said, not really. <laughs> Jokingly, she said, do you know how to count money? <laughs> and I was like, hmm, yeah, actually, that's easy. And then she was like, you got to learn it, though. You got to learn the business and like not only how to cut and color hair, right? Not how to do a fade, not how to do a blowout, whatever. It's about making money, but having a good personality. So you had to be a jack of all trades in that industry. You couldn't not and be successful. Can you explain something for me that I've never known, that I've never had the opportunity to ask? What is a blowout? Oh, I'm sorry. So that's for the female customers in the audience. Uh, I do know that, but I so just don't women know will what come it is. in like if you, women come in just like us, they get their hair washed, their hair's longer, right? So you need a technical type person to wash longer hair and not mucking it up and making a huge mess and naughty mess. Amen to that. And then that person gets into your chair, you cut their hair how they like, you know, you have the conversation. Yep. They might show you a picture or whatever. And you're friendly. Hey, how you doing, Mrs. Smith? Yeah. Hey, good to see you. Hey, uh, last time I didn't like it, it was too long, too short, whatever, right? Yeah. You accommodate. And then after you're done, the hair's wet and cut. We got to blow dry the hair into a style, AKA a blowout. Oh, so wait, so let me ask you a question. When you blow out the hair that way, does it stay that way? Well, you're presenting. Yes. No, no, no. You don't wash it again. That's it. You blow the hair dry. You, you complete the service and get them out the door. They pay, have a great deal. See you in six weeks. Why would somebody want to do that though? If it's just for the evening. No, no. When you finish somebody's. Uh, think about our wives when they get uh, into out of the shower. Yes. Their hair soaking wet and clean. They got to blow dry it to style their hair. Oh, I see. So the blow. So not necessarily like this fancy, like they're going to a I gala. See. I got it. The Just bl- in so general. You, so instead, you're, you're, you're styling it while blow drying? No, no. I'm all fucked up. Same thing. <laughs> styling is blow drying, a.k.a. Also okay, you're right. Is. What am I thinking? You're, you're fine. Right. You're fine. I do use a blow dry. Who the fuck knows this? I use a blow dry. But no, what I'm saying is like, so... Basically, a salon visit. Now, if you're a guy, you just got to dry the hair, brush it off, right? Make sure he doesn't have hair all over everywhere. Lately, though, and I just put it back into the ponytail and then, you know, dries. Let it get air dry. But, I but do what like I'm saying the best, is... The best type of dry, though, is the, the towel dry, okay? Right. When you use a blow dryer, it gets all fucked up. Is there well, a different type of blow dryer? The, no, it's a technique you're using to blow dry your hair. A blow dryer that's different, you know? The blow dryer it's the can, technique. What you can't replicate from a stylist or a hair salon environment yep. is technique. That's right. So you have to be sound technically. The robot would never be able to incorporate never. these techniques. It's unrobotable. Is that a word? It should be. I mean, I <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Unable to be duplicated. That's what I usually say so to wait, folks when I meet people. So when the door opened with the bell, you know, in my head I hear like the door opens, ding, ding, and then there's your uh, future wife. Did you wind up cutting it? No, it was actually a mutual customer. How how do I say this? So this customer that came into the salon Mm -hmm. worked with my wife at the time. She was not my wife. This customer of ours, I started doing hair and this customer said, oh, you know, I have a young girl that I think you should meet. And I heard it about a thousand times because at this point it's like I'm a year in. Yeah. Everybody's hot. Oh, my cousin's hot. My daughter's hot. Listen, no offense to anybody, but my hot is maybe not somebody else's hot. I remember this era, right? too, because there was no internet. There was no That's right. backup. There was no Facebook. Look at there was stuff, no yeah. Twitter. There was no... You, you had to get background checks. The people, like, the, right? People forget that shit, dude. Like, young people, you just had to trust somebody's words yeah. back in. You had no choice. Dude, how about you know? it? You didn't know, dude. 
even with directions. Yeah, he had no idea what people are into or what they do. But um, <laughs> it was great. So basically, at this point, the, this customer, she's a great lady, mm -hmm. Bobby Riley, shout out. She uh, was our customer for years. And then my, Megan and I met and my wife, and uh, we met by Bobby arranging for Megan to come into the salon to get her hair done. Wow. So that's how I met her. And what a, what a hell of a, a lot of emotion, right? Because at this point, I don't really know what I'm doing yet. <laughs> I'm only like a year in, but like my folks, yeah, yeah. see, the thing is my folks were always there, right? Yeah. So they were always there to like, any question I had to be like, yo, just always ask because you can fuck somebody's hair up, right? Color-wise or cut-wise. Yeah. So she came in and then I did her hair. And I mean, she was stunning. She was awesome. She was friendly. And yeah. I thought she was hot as shit. And, you know, pretty smile, the whole thing. And I was like, wow, this girl's fucking gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And um, we basically, I want to think, did we go out on a date? I think what happened was we went out on a date. And then like three weeks later, or no, was it days later, rather, my mom gets diagnosed with stage three oh, cancer. And it's terrible. I'm devastated. We don't even talk. Right. Mm -hmm. And my Megan and I, like we just, I just like kind of fell off. Like I was just shocked. Yeah. So then six, eight months later, she comes back mm -hmm. into the shop. I don't know if I did her hair again. I might be telling the story wrong. It blends. The timeline. Yeah. It's fucked up, dude, because of the timeline was so fucked up. Um, I think what happened was we went, well, she came back in and got her hair done. Might, we might have to go back and revisit that. But at any rate, she, we had tip envelopes. So she gave me her number oh. and told me to call her and the rest is history. We went out and hit it off and then she was there for me. You know, that was very hard to date somebody while you yeah. just found out. You know this news while running the salon. And I think I was, a lot of people meet that way too. It's weird, like somebody's there for you during like you know their darkest day. You know, yeah, it is weird. And but, then uh, you kind of know then just how valuable that type of person is because you've already gone done through the worst already. You know, like yeah, that's true. Dude, that era, man, that O two era. First off, I remember you. Uh, you were dating your uh, future wife, and I remember seeing your uh, car oh, outside. Yeah. My grandmom's, you had the big, uh, was the Escalade, right? Infinity like, FX 35 yeah, on 20s. So it had 20 okay, inch okay, chrome okay. wheels. How many speakers did you have in the trunk again, huh? How many what? Speakers did you have? Oh my God. Trunk? It had a Bose system. That thing was like a rocket ship with a sound yeah. system from heaven. Yeah, I remember it was hearing my pops. it, dude. I remember like. Uh, That's the first time I met Megan, by the way. Wow. We didn't talk about that. So the, uh, we shared this story before. You saw me 15 years ago. Mm hmm. Go on my first date, picking up Megan, meeting her family. That's crazy. So think about that. It was imagery, daytime. Everybody yeah. was outside. And it was Concha Hocken yeah. Day or something? Yeah. There was yeah, no yeah, parking yeah, anywhere. Yeah. See, my, my memory's fuzzy on certain things, not the good shit. <laughs> That's 15 um, years ago? Yeah, 2003, four, oh, four, say, five. That's, more, that's way more. That's... Uh, we're looking at 20. Oh, I'm sorry. It's almost 20 years ago. Yeah, that was 2005, six. My memory. I, that era, man, just like right before 07, you know, when the phone does be like, I remember 
when the, the iPhone first came out, like not everyone had it either. Like it was just like, oh, you got an iPhone? Can I see it? You know, it really messed everything up because like this whole future that we're in now is so much different than the way like you're talking about like, you know, I'm going to give you my phone number. Uh, oh, that's a good point. No internet, no social media. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, so after she gave me her number, I waited less than a day, right? It was probably within 24 hours because yeah. I'm no dummy. These guys have these games and these girls. Like, yeah. Somebody gives you their number, call them the next day, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, we started hanging out and hit it off. And the rest is history. Two kids, married, Natalie, nine, Brandon, seven at this point. And uh, yeah, we'll have to go back to that story, Bob. I forget. The, uh, well, I mean, it's tra- trauma. It's not it has to be therapy here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think the timeline. I believe it was we met. I know she got sent into the shop. I think I did her hair. She might have come in twice to get her hair done. Now that I think of it, because she came in to get her hair done. I mean, and that's a sign. Our, 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> but like our lives weren't fucked up yet. Like yeah. in 04 when we met, my mom wasn't diagnosed yet. Yeah. And then. We ended up re, and when, like when we went out, went to a nice dinner. I think we just went to like a dinner. Do people still date, dude? Do they still like go? Not out? today's they, day. Age. I don't know if I've seen like like I know old people like ourselves still go out with their wives, but I don't like ever see. Like I remember like growing up, having like you know girlfriends and taking them on dates. Like you'd always be at a fancy restaurant and see like a young couple and be like, oh look how cute. Right, on exactly. A date. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody no. sees that shit. Now, yeah, you know that's very true. Well, think about it too yeah. all that all that swipe right, swipe left shit. That was people going on blind dates, right? We didn't have dude. I didn't. I've never. I've never do even done that. I've watched people do it like at work. Like I'm like, show me this whole thing, and I'm just like, my god, dude. Like, oh my god, I cannot it, even it, imagine if I had a swipe right. Oh my god, I'd be in lots of trouble. It's just wild though. That, like that's what dating is now because. The world I remember was so much more, it was intimate and it was like risky. Well, you know, that's a good point. Can't mess up. When you say um, intimate, you're right about that. But it's also like what they're doing now. It's so, uh, it's not involved, right? You don't have to think about the person. You know, you don't have to kind of go deep and be like, oh, does this person like me or not? Like, watch, Bob. Do people, do people even get deep? anymore like i i just because it's just on an app and you look at the person you're like oh i don't like their picture and then you never see well, i mean again. like how bad are things that you got to date on an app i guess it is that world now because as we mentioned earlier in the podcast people won't even like talk to you straight you know what i'm saying like people tell you lies all the time you know what i mean so it's like yeah like cloak and dagger yeah like how long right, before though, you uh, meet somebody do you actually know who they really are like you and know? you know you have to take the leap of faith right like i'm willing to put myself out there and uh you know, I think people too, they're not, they're afraid to make mistakes and fail. I embrace failure. I love failure. I know, right? Some people are like avoid it. Like it's like, you know, the plague, but it's like the thing about like your mistakes are they do build you into something else. And like, yeah, it's true. And that's like the one thing too, is like most people think like, oh my God, I can't make a mistake. It's like, cause like you're supposed to. Right. You know that's I mean? the like, whole idea of it. hundred percent. The notion to like not, and you know, go about life without like messing up once or twice is ridiculous. It dude. is ridiculous, and like it's to teach your kids. Yeah, it's an un, it's a that, that, unattainable you know? goal, right? Yeah. So, and then so, like the thing that cracks of, me up too is people like they'll take that same philosophy and apply it towards their own lives, where they're scared to take risks, even to do something that'll make them feel good. Right. Like so many people look. Oh yeah, I would love to play guitar, man, but it's too late for me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Is there some sort of like you know? 
uh, are you going to hit a button and there's a room going to fill up with water and you're going to drown? Like nobody's like going to, you know what I mean? Right, like exactly. no one's holding your feet to the fire. You know what I'm saying? You. Like, and you know, the thing is I teach my kids all the time failure. <laughs> you have to embrace it. As we just literally walk past the little baby boy with his parents is <laughs> yeah. like freaking six months old. Yeah. But no, wait, what do you walk at one year? I got a huh? like one and a half. That kid's like, one and a half. but uh, no, dude, I'm honestly, I tell my kids embrace failure. You're going to fail a lot. I teach yeah, them. It's a commercial, hates, I think. Hates, like getting like upset, like when he messes up. I'm like, dude, I've messed up yeah, so much. Just forget you know, it, okay. right? Just have a short, short term memory. I wish though, loss. that I could go back in time, and like, okay, so like when I was in the band with Downtown Harvest and stuff like that, like I beat myself up, dude. If I had made a mistake, I know, but you know what? We like, talked about you know, it earlier. It's those mistakes that made you who you are today. It's true, right? it's true. But it was like the but battle. But it's understandable, right? But the battle in your mind of being like, you know, I mean, I gotta right. be the best. I gotta be the best. I gotta be the right. If I would have made a right instead of a left, <laughs> it's a worse way to live <laughs> Jesus, your life. It's to like beat yourself up like that, like about decisions like that. Like, oh, if I just didn't, right? I you agree. know, put that pair of pants on. You yeah. know, like I wouldn't have sat in shit. <laughs> exactly. Or, uh, well, like yeah. maybe you would have sat in shit without pants, and then you would have had a shower instead of just change your pants. You if know? I didn't get that. Second cup of coffee, I wouldn't shit my pants. <laughs> uh, that's a good Jay-Z song. Uh, you have to learn to live with regrets. Have you heard Vultures? Not yet, but he's a wild individual, this is Kanye West. So I am listening to Vultures right now. I love him. Yeah. On his, his first seven, eight albums. But okay, so here, here's the thing he's about He's a person Vultures, that struggles so with he's, oh, yeah, so uh, like, mental health. Mental health, yes. And also, too, like... And very polarizing. Yeah, and then with his... Um, you know, anti-Semitic stuff, you know what I mean? But, like, but here's the thing. People don't realize he's been relevant for 30 years because Jay-Z, the blueprint, dropped in 05. Yeah. And he you was see that producer. video of uh, when Jay-Z first meets him and he's listening to the beats that yeah. Kanye did? Yeah, it's amazing. It's on, you know um, I mean? like, what's the album? It was... Uh, not the college dropout, right? Yeah, the so, college dropout. But yeah, I mean that... Or was it late registration? So here's the thing about Vultures, right? Is that... Um, I don't know how I... I wasn't listening to Kanye at all. Like, And then... I've listened to everything his, he ever produced. Oh, I you know. know. He's out of his mind. No, no. The mask at the Super Bowl with Jesus, Black. right? So then, like, it sparked my interest because I was like, okay, it's interesting that the camera kept showing Taylor Swift and her demon friends in the booth there with the you know, satanic rituals and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the dude wearing the Jesus mask was told to move because he, was, he picked the seat underneath Taylor, mm. right? And they didn't show the Jesus mask once. Yeah, and, like, yeah. dude, like... And was is, that a marketing ploy by the networks to not show Kanye? Here's the wild thing, too. It's was like, it a ploy to have Kanye try to show? Jesus maybe, mask, maybe, right? but I mean, then if you look, you to know, the like, tango here, right? Or is the, everybody the, the demonic stuff, like uh, the halftime show too, is you know, uh, you know, it didn't look like there was something going on there. But within that, there was Freemason imagery. There was a whole bunch of other like evil, like I'm just like, what? Is, I didn't notice what is, that. Well, I mean, I of course you didn't, and I didn't either. But it's like they'll break it down on the internet and like this is what it is. But it's wild to me that like they showed so much evil stuff, and then I'm starting to think about you know, Kanye and like, you know, his mask. And then I started thinking about what he said on Alex Jones and, you know, how he's still representing Jesus. And I was like, all right, let's hear what his music sounds like right now. Oh yeah. What because is, yeah, I wanted good, to, I wanted to listen to the album because I, I saw like his well, there's a lot of stuff late. going on with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that, that and music probably thing, is the dude, most honest reflection. I was of, shocked. You know, I like it. There's a track called burn. Okay. Dude, I love it. It's like one of my favorite Kanye. He, some of the lyrics on it too. Like he says something about like, um, what does he say? He's like, I had to burn 8.5 million to take off my chains. <laughs> like, 
and, and like he's just out there. And like the thing that's crazy is there was a Chappelle joke like, about that. That was a good he, one. he's crazy, right? But like it's okay to be an individual right. like. Well, and the thing I mean? is like, too, I think it's easy for folks to say he's crazy, but he's got four billion dollars. So whether he lost two also, billion or yeah, this he or that, care. he really right? doesn't care. The thing about it, as a as people that we are, we have to fall in line because we can't do wild shit like this because we need the job. We need to uphold that shit in the community because your kid's in soccer or baseball or basketball or football or... God, I would love to lose it. I would like to like... like, uh like real safely, life, real not like killing? My, <laughs> real life hack myself, you know? Yeah, yeah, get yeah. In there and be like, just like occupy myself the way I want be like, hey boss, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm yeah, out, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> exactly. You know what though? We might be able to do that when we're retired, right? If you're sitting on 1.1, it's my goal, 1.1. Now that's... The inflation made me realize maybe it should be 2.1. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not trying to live like Trump Lotto over here. I'm just trying to live comfortably. Just trying to be able to get three meals fun. a day yeah, and have like, a roof. You know, yeah, yeah. You want my kids and do the shit they want to do and fly somewhere cool, drive a cool car, right? I hate how much I'm not with my kids. It, you know, it's like. Because of the time you're spending well, working? Well, they're also at school. You know, yeah. it's like it sucks. You know, sure. like the whole, in, the whole planning of this reality to well, keep that, us away from our loved ones until they're. You know, like, well, you know what, too? What you just were about to say there, I think I, uh, to interject the positivity, I always take it. Maybe that is true, right? On any, on some level, right? Maybe you believe it. But you have the power. I wanted to touch on this today because I thought about, like, what the hell am I going to talk about coming over here, right? Yeah. Oh, we got the bell. We ain't going to move. We're staying still. You're good. Appreciate you. That's a good bell, sir. <laughs> We're on the bike path walking as a biker. Just come bing, bing, but and we like, know. Like, I wonder what, um, what, here's my thing. Wait, before you say it, because the bell really kind of annoyed me here. It was a sign. It was a sign. We're out of the way. It's the first time anybody like hit. So let me say this before I forget my point. <laughs> yeah, let me say this. So I um, realized from my mother, from Darlene, God rest her soul, yeah. and my father, but mostly my mom about this angle. Yep. Take advantage of the time you have with your kids. Don't waste time, right? Yep. Get to where you got to go. If you got to empty the dishwasher at fucking one o'clock in the morning, you got to do it because 7 a.m., yep. your kid's there. That's the time you get with that kid, right? Yeah. You may not have any time like that for the next week. I, I agree 100% with that because it's like kind of like it's the truth in, in that you got to be on top of your game. And I think that that thinking, Bob, it's like this victim blame or a victim. I'm a victim of my uh, society here today. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, what was me? Don't worry about any of that. What's important to you? Focus on what you can control and focus on what's important to you. That's all I've ever done. And now, as I age gracefully, I want to do that almost exclusively. Right? Yeah, right. Get into my health and wellness. And I started. I give the awesome. uh, whoa. You see that, dude? Dog just did a flip about 100 yards from us. Hey, the guy's like playing off, like, yeah. Dude's nice. Um, but oh no, I wanted to touch on something. Yeah. I thought. Uh, before 19, 2019, I was not very healthy. I was 325, uh, fat belly, nasty, and tired, miserable. And I went to the doc during the pandemic, 2020, mm-hmm. and I got diagnosed with sleep apnea. People are like, oh, what's that? I stopped breathing 89 times per hour. Jeez. And I've been that way for 15 years or more to that point in 2020. Basically, when I freaking met my wife. Wow. So, I asked the doctor, Dr. Josselson. He retired. Shout out, Josselson. Doc, you're the man. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked him, I said, am I going to die? <laughs> like, I got chills over my body. He's like, no, you just need a CPAP machine. You got to get this machine right away. It'll change your life. And ever since that point, I basically, I'm 180 degree different 
from the way I was in 2010, 12, right? Not miserable because I had all the stress with having kids, being married, the house and all that yeah. nonsense. And things were great with you, my wife and I. Not always great if anybody out there dating or being married for 10, 12, 15 years, right? Hey, it's not like you sign up to have like every day. It's not, right. Be like, uh, roses. Yeah, roses and rainbows. Like, oh, everything's happy. Like, shit, half the time it ain't happy. It's miserable. But you, like, you got to work at it. And you work together, right? I think and it's you, like, like being in a relationship is a different thing than being in a family. It's like they yeah, don't really talk to you about this stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like, hey, man, like love and romance. Sweet. Yeah, that's but easy. Guess what? As soon as the kids come in, brah. It rocks the apple cart it's upside down. Done, dude. You know what I mean? Right? And like, it's not that like, and then like people, oh, well, we still schedule date night. And I'm like, my whole philosophy on that whole stuff is like, yeah, but like, you're, it's like, you're like, make believe it. You know, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not the same because even when you're out on a date, like you're still thinking, I hope the kids are okay. I know. That's, I and that, the, house is okay. dude, you know that's I mean? the biggest struggle I have with my wife yeah. because she'd be like, oh, well, I wonder if the kids are okay. I'm like thinking like, no, dude, you should be focusing on you and I. It's you know? hard. You know? It is hard. And, you know, as a mom and as a dad, there's two different angles, right? Dads I, are different. I'll tell you who I worry about the most is my dogs, dude. I, when we're away, I'm like, oh, my God, I hope they're okay. You know, I'm like, <laughs> That's funny. But, like, it's like what I'm simply trying to say is, like, look, maybe you are somebody who the romance has never fizzled and every day is great. But, like, so let me, uh, a different type of thing. Than, let me um, talk back to being powerful or powerless. Yeah. So I realized I was being very – and, you know um, – I talked with my sister, Tracy, shout out, Tracy. Uh, she's been there since my mom died. We're very close, very tight. She's great. Amazing sibling, amazing person. And uh, I thought all along when I was being erratic in my behavior, my responses to my wife, my children were, Natalie was born, but Nat, Brandon wasn't even born yet. Then Brandon was born, so having two kids under five. Yeah. And it's rough. Yeah. Well, I was mean and miserable towards my wife, but I only know that now because I'm getting sleep and rest. And every night I put that mask on. When I come off the bed in the morning, I'm fucking Superman. It's awesome. So they can't stop. Really had like real sleep then, really, right? Haven't had it for 20 years, probably. Wow, dude. And since this whole journey, you you know, of health and wellness, you've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, down 60 pounds. You know, down 60 pounds and. And I'm, we're, we're, we're hiking and we're podcasting yeah. right now, baby. I hope I don't sound like I'm fucking gasping at this point. Yeah, I think the viewers love it. They love when, uh, you know, we talk. Because not many people, like, open up, walk and talk, dude. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, walking and talking, I think, is a better way. We used to have walking meetings when I used to work. Dude, like, it's a better way. I Like, like I used to, first here. 350 episodes, maybe, I was sitting down the whole time. And then you just stood up. I got ADD. You know I love what I mean? It. Let's roll. You know, like, when I have to share with the audience, you were standing in the beginning, and we were sitting, and then you yeah, stood it. Yeah. Dude, isn't that funny, Mike? What I do with is I stand up. Yeah, <laughs> my cousin like, Heather stands on the, on the phone, and her, her husband, Matt. Oh, dude, I'm the same way, dude. Like, I can't. Out, like, Would you sit down? I can't take phone calls You're sitting like, down for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like almost like a. You would not do well on my job, then. <laughs> dude, like, my job, like, in the first, like, couple hours, I have to sit down in the office for a little bit. And God, I just, oh my God, I hate it so much so, because it just annoys me. You know? Let me uh, continue. Yeah, tell me. Did we, did take we finish all of our stories? Yeah, we can take a break. I wanted to say that I thought I was powerless. Like, why is everybody against me? Nobody oh, we're 50 loves me. Minutes. Here, what's everybody here? We'll hates me. This will be part one. Yeah, this is going to be a 17 part series, everybody. <laughs> just kidding. We just, just burned kidding. 50 minutes like that. I could talk. Um, mindset is the other thing I wanted to bring about. Mindset is so important. And I never had the right mindset at 20, 25 years old. 
to think about investing in myself and my health, right? Drinking shit, tons of water. Listen, yeah. people are trying to get in shape. All you got to do is walk, jog, do some sit-ups, do some push-ups, do some basketball, or if you like the golf, tennis, right? Yoga, yeah. Pilates, whatever the hell you're into. Just do something every day, Movement, right? Yeah, 15, really. 20 minutes. Nothing crazy, right? Yep. And then it's all about your what you're consuming is mentally, right? Less social media yep. and being, you know, uh, confident in yourself. But I would be like, oh, I'm so powerless. Well, you know what I realized? Mm -hmm. I was so powerful that I was so mean and miserable to my kids to my wife and everybody around me. And I was following in the footsteps that my dad developed after my mom died of how mm. he would react to his world. Reactive reaction mm. instead of process. Yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. Close your mouth off. Process Think brain mindset. Is this person that I'm about to have an argument with? Are they able to understand the point of view I'm about to make? Mm -hmm. Probably not. They've never even seen the angle. They're not listening to um, take in what I'm saying. They're listening to reply. Yeah. And that CPAP, my mother, I used to have dreams, Bob. My mom would come to me in my dreams. Mm -hmm. And I was always at my, uh, one of my aunts or uncle's funerals. And basically the imagery was my funeral. I'm at the funeral with all my aunts and uncles. And I'm there and it's a weird, dark dream devilish figures here and there, right? Wild, wild shit. I could go, I'm telling you, this is 17 part. This is reoccurring? Reoccurring while I had CPAP, uh, sleep apnea, mm -hmm. and I was at my worst. And what happened was, after I got that CPAP, I didn't have those dreams ever again. That's been four years ago. Wow, dude, wow, that's wild. So you said about being clairvoyant, and guess what? Before my father became mm -hmm. um, sleep, uh, had, before he was diagnosed with sleep apnea, my mom and dad were alive. He was diabetic. I would have images of my father driving his car into the swimming pool and me diving into the pool and getting into the car. The car would be submerged. I would get him. Mm -hmm. I would get, I would go into the uh, swimming pool. I would rip his body out, pull him onto the surface of the pool deck, and then I would wake up. Yeah. Wow, dude. So I don't know if that was my grandmom or my grandfather my grandfather was salvatore my father was salvatore i'm salvatore as well so i'm the third i'm not the third that's why they that moniker came up salvia it's a south uh, philly thing my father so your dad's world was crushed when your mom passed away and then he started to be resentful of his environment everything yeah. yeah couldn't process the business was burdensome for him everything was so bothersome that was so such a task, like, fuck this lady. She's running about a $3 hair gel difference in price, and I fucking lost my wife. I felt like that way a couple times in life, like when my grandma died and yeah. I couldn't go see her because of COVID, you know? I had a very strong relationship with her, you know? And, like, I just sucks. felt really pissed off, you know? Like, right. But, like, that's just the thing about death is, like, you know, like, you can't be prepared for it. But, like, at the same time, you can spend time talking about it so that way when it does happen... yeah. You know, and you know what? You could still talk to your grandmother on a day to day basis. So, like right? I was just about to tell you, like still I, better so yourself. Like, um, throwing one of my, uh, how do I say this without uh, jeopardizing my uh, current job status? Uh, throwing one of my uh, uh, journeys. Okay, I, got I um, <laughs> telepathically be careful. Spoke <laughs> with uh, my grandma uh, in the afterlife, and like I was like, Grandma, I'm like, you did. How come you don't haunt me like you said you would? We always talked about it, you know. And right. she like real fast and like real like non hesitantly was just like, Bobby, I'm just into way too many things up here. 
Right. You'll see. You know, it was like real fast, you know? And you know what? To your point, my mother, I think of how I honor her Mm -hmm. is by not acting like my father. Cause, and we'll get into this in later podcasts, but he ruined a lot of good currency we have with the community, with people, with all those customers, people that Mm -hmm. knew the customers, right? Not every customer of yours comes. They're not like their whole family don't come to you, right? If you're my customer, your wife may have come once and be like, this place ain't for me. Right. And then she doesn't come back. But if you make your wife feel a certain way, she ain't never going to come back instead of saying, Hey, don't worry about it. Uh, if you run into, let's say we run into her, right? Yeah. I would say, uh, she'd be like, Oh, I don't come back anymore. You know, my response before my, my father, I would hear his response saying, Oh, you should, I don't know why you left. What happened? This and that. You know what my response is? This is my mother. This is Darlene talking. I would say, don't worry about it. You come anytime. If you like where you're at, I love that. That's okay. Stay where you're at if you enjoy it. But listen, you can always come back to me. I have ha- happy to have you back. Right. I like that, that positivity, line, yeah. right? People don't know that shit. So they're like, Oh, thank you. They're like confused. Like when a dog looks at you, like with his head turned, you're like, oh, thank you very much. That was nice to say. Yeah, really, I mean it. Don't worry about it. And then boom, we have an evening. We're drinking. We're talking about the eagles, the birds, the flies, right? Whoever. And, you know, you're having good conversation and what are you guys into? So it's all about just understanding that other person. Also, too, like investing time in somebody else and like asking them. Actually, like I talk a lot on my show about I really like when people ask me questions. Right. Because when you ask somebody a question, it's like kind of showing your you care. Right. You're you know? interested. Like, right. You actually, I have certain people in my life, both outside work and, you know, at work, never ask a single question. Yeah. Demand stuff from me, but never like inquisitive about like, you know, maybe that's why we get along so well. Cause I ask questions. Probably. Like, yeah. How do you yeah. like that? How, how do you feel about yeah. that? Bob? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody yeah, ever yeah. says that to you. They're, they're just okay? like, right. <laughs> or they're like, Bob, look at you. You are, have a wife, you I have think a child, that, you have a job, you have a house. You're like, like yeah, yeah, I know. There's not a checklist here. Right. Like, I think that that's the one thing you that happy? I identify <laughs> with. Like, um, like I don't like what man has done to it, but I do identify with like the person that Jesus was, who was somebody who took time to know somebody who wasn't necessarily somebody that they, you know, would see eye to eye. Like yeah. he spent time with like people who were like, you know, tax collectors, shit like that. You know what sure. I mean? Like get to know somebody. And you know what you just said there? Yeah. It's all about feelings. If somebody says, I feel a certain way, I feel like you really didn't include me there. Well, you know what? Whether you did or not, you, they didn't feel included, right? They didn't feel it. So feelings are not right or wrong. Feelings are feelings. You have to understand that person's feeling. Why did they Wait, feel that way? So this is the thing too. It's so weird for me in today's 2024 wackadoo world of shit. It's shitty. You can finish it. Um, like so, basically, like, yeah, I'm sensitive, but like, I also have somebody who grew up in a time where you really didn't, the people didn't give a shit about your senses. To be honest with you, you know what I mean. You can finish it. They only cared about like what you, you know, um, you know, liked the time or whatever. But like, the whole sensitivity thing right now, like in the workplace, but in schools. But then, like, I think the problem it's so is fucking weird. People, dude. they're not. They're, they're missing one small point. Find common ground. Yeah. Just right. find common ground. Like, are you a human being? This is how I roll these days, bro. Mm-hmm. Are you a human being? Yes. Are you a cool human being? Yes. Would I fuck with this cool human being? <laughs> yes. There you go, right? I, I, is this, are you, a, are you a human being? Yes. Are you a cool human being? No. Would I fuck I with know. this terrible human being? No. There's recently, your answer. Recently, uh, they're gay. They're straight. I mean, like, they're cha- yeah. They're Asian. They're fucking black. They're white. They're Italian. Who gives mm-hmm. a fuck? Nobody cares, right? You just be a cool person. People like cool people, right? As I, humans, we I, like cool humans. The thing that's crazy humans. to me is I have a hard time understanding, like, you know, obviously there's going to be people in life that you're vibrate. I think it's vibration, to be honest yeah. with you. People don't understand it. Like, 
everyone's emitting some sort of vibrant thing, you know, and right. like you just don't, you're not getting along with that. The frequencies aren't matched. It's not because of the color of your skin. You know what? Or, just or the way you look, something. you know? You're 100% right. You know what? This made me think of something. Mm -hmm. So to touch on the digital world, um, on Instagram, there's this channel called Mindset Vibration. Right? Yes, I follow it. Yeah. Dude, mm -hmm. I don't know how I stumbled upon this, but you know, we were talking earlier about technology and like all the algorithms, like everything's connected to the phone. If the phone's listening to me talking and I talk a lot, so yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, right? Keep our phone. Same. Same. <laughs> Keep our phone. I tend to think out loud and <laughs> yeah, my yeah, phone's yeah. like, right? on, you know. There's a good song with Drake about that, uh, about. Uh, gifts he buys all his women is like you know I bought him a house I bought him a car make sure you keep track of it all right? <laughs> that's awesome I bought him a mall that's I bought great. him a car I bought him a house like you know what I mean I just keep buying shit like but um it's wild to me that this is all based on that mindset vibration you're just about to touch on so it's like that vibration and we're not it's like a, when a dog whistle right yeah you blow a dog whistle the dog hears it like yo what are you doing and you didn't hear anything I didn't yep. hear that whistle. And I think once you get in tune with that, but it's weird how this technology world, it's almost like I started following that algorithm and then all of a sudden, all these algorithms for mindset, healthy eating, wellness, health and wellness, health and wellness, health and wellness, health yeah. and wellness, health and wellness, right? And I'm just getting bombarded. And listen, uh, my apologies. Uh, my table manners are, you know, how uh, they're a little askew. There's a certain, uh, <laughs> most of my manners are great, but you know, I got street smarts as well. But, uh, you know, there's some hot chicks in there. There's some food stuff. But that literally is it. And you know what I found? Mm. The more that I like and follow and follow and follow, it's all mine. Oh, and I also do financial about my personal financial. Like, right? I want to set me and my family up for good living and just continue to I've build. I've always wanted to, like, set up, um, like, my own, like, set of ghost accounts that are just towards weird interests. Oh, so yeah. that way it always would just be that in the search. Do you remember uh, the Sixers? Jer Jerry Colangelo was the uh, yeah. GM and yeah, he had yeah, ghost yeah. accounts yeah. that was saying how good of a job that this guy was doing yeah, yeah, on, yeah. The Sixers on the Sixers Twitter, yeah. Instagram, or their was it Twitter handle maybe? I think it was I don't a know, Twitter That's handle. embarrassing, right? Right. That's embarrassing. Like how vain are you that you're, that's you're making the, that's fake the, so Twitter that's bots? kind of like but listen, the, the guy product knows the of system, what we're though. talking about. The guy yeah. knows the system. Mm -hmm. Listen, the, the, uh, I want to talk about this earl, uh, from earlier. How much time do we have, Bob? There's no tape. Here's on my You ever see that movie side. called Fallen with Denzel Yes, Washington? it is. That was actually filmed the same day. Uh, Philadelphia, Roxbury. Yeah, you know that one? I do. I love that movie. One of yeah. my favorites. Talk about- uh, John Goodman's in that. Ezekiel. Denzel. Ezekiel, yeah. Oh. Or no, Azazel. So Azazel. Azazel Police officer Denzel Washington puts away a convict, and he says to him during his electrocution, I'm going to come for you in the afterlife, kind of, and he does. He comes in the form of other human beings- and he knows he's transitioning into another person when he starts to sing the song. Rolling Stones. Yeah, and he's whistling shit. And the weird thing is right now where we are, that movie was filmed about six, eight miles from where we're literally filming this so podcast. Was, uh, Seven so, Monkeys. Seven Monkeys was yeah. filmed up on that hill over there. Uh, Fallen, it was a great way for them to showcase the city. It was all in like Maniunk and I forgot like, that that was Philly. Dude, and the, one of my, two of my really good friends, Matt and Heather, they, uh, they used to live down there. So after I saw that movie, I was like, dude, that's amazing. But um, Unbreakable, lots of good films there. Back to that uh, mindset vibration and vibrations. You're really good at keeping track here. I am. It's good. I'm getting better as I age gracefully. Um, I have a goal. I have a couple. I won't share them all, but I definitely want to write a book. Yep. You told me that day yeah, one. I, told, I, I said, because I, you said, oh, I do podcasts. And I go, 
get the fuck out to you. You're like, dude, you'd be really good. And I'm like, that was three fucking years ago at any rate. But uh, hey, you know what though? It doesn't you know, matter because as I mentioned before, time, space, and matter, they can't exist right. without all three. But um, I think that, again, I go back to, you only know what you're taught. So I feel I had so much negativity happen to me, but I learned how to transform that uh, positively. But that was my mother. Another good saying, Darlene would say, take a negative, turn to a positive. Do you know who's also father said that? Michael Jordan. It's crazy. Michael Jordan's father believed that wholeheartedly. And in the documentary, um, Last Dance, he brought that up. Take a negative, turn oh, it yeah, to a positive, did, yeah. and move on. And it was when his, he died. Mr. Jordan, James Jordan, died. And Michael had to take his father's advice. And I got, had to do the same thing with my mom. You remember when that doc came out? It was like the Loved solution it. for like the, the pandemic. Everybody was like, we're cured. Michael Jordan's back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got well, entertainment. And think about it. There's nothing was coming positivity, out. Right? Yeah, positivity, right? How about what such a positive message to say? That's also people look at Jordan, they're like, oh, he's the best ever. Like, yeah, but he worked his motherfucking ass off. And he wasn't even the top. But listen, look at these guys today who come into the NBA. A lot have great families. Don't get it wrong. Yeah. A lot have great families. But mm -hmm. the ones that don't, the John Morants and certain ones that get in big trouble, mm -hmm. they don't have a good support system. Now, they might say they do, but ultimately they don't. It's true. And I feel so, so, so very blessed, bro. Like, I had Sal and Darlene for 30 years. Sal a little longer. But I got to walk. There's a good Jay-Z song about this. Uh, uh, Big Brother, it's called, mm -hmm. on the Kanye album. And it's, uh, have you ever walked in the shadow of a giant? And you know what I could say? Yes, two of them. Shielding me from the hot-ass sun and the rain. And you know why it hurt so bad when I lost them? Especially my mom. Mm -hmm. That shelter wasn't there. And I was like, oh, shit. But my mom said, remember what I tell you, son? Life ain't easy. Having a family ain't easy. The touch we were just saying earlier. Building something together and a family will never be easy. You got to work together with your spouse. You got to work with your kids. It, nothing is easy in life. But with the right mindset, you can. Yeah, exactly. Anything yeah. happen, right? And that was my mom. She would set that shit up and she'd be like, a lot of bad shit. But let me tell you, don't, don't let that affect you, right? Don't. And I, I read this, the truest shit I ever wrote after my mom. And it was years later. Mm -hmm. My mother prepared me for everything in life. Like truly she did, except one thing. Do you know what that is? Losing her. How do I cope with not having her there anymore? Same thing. I, and you're like, you can't teach somebody that, bro. I had um, crippling anxiety when I was like seven or eight when I found out about death because I love my grandma so much and I yeah, was aware of you. how old she was. Right. And, um, you know, I didn't go see a therapist or anything like that, but like I started to get like manic about it where like, I felt like if I didn't, I, I used to like count the the rings of wood on my bedroom mm. door. And if mm. I didn't count them all, then my grandma wouldn't live as long. Like I was mm. not well when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, I didn't know um, that. That's, that's deep. That's heavy. That's a yeah, heavy. I talk about that on here. Cause it's like, I want people to know that. Yeah. Like I'm true. And I'm honest about like myself that right. like, you know, well, I'm thinking of this too. That's if still part of me. You, know? you might be able to recognize signs of this with your family members, maybe. Exactly. Right yeah, in the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, son, my son's pretty well rounded. Like, in, right, uh, I'm just saying, not your son, but I'm just saying, I, like, I, people that are around you, maybe. You I know? find that uh, it's how weird, did, though, how like life like happens, and like the real goal is to either, you know, avoid being generational trauma or escape it. Is really mm -hmm. what you want to do because, like. Is there a third option? 
not with families, man. I really think it's like really like family, like being a dad really though comes down to, I mean, like when you think about being your son's father, right? right? Like the responsibilities and the credo that you know is from shit you experienced as a kid, maybe stuff you watched on television or, you know, saw. Right, what like, uh, impacted you. But really, like what being a good dad is, is the stuff that people don't really ever talk about. And that's like, yeah. One, like, you can't protect, like, what, one of the hardest things for me to realize is as a dad in the beginning was, I mean, like, I let go, like, when I got help, like, years ago for those overcompulsive thoughts, like, I don't have them no more, but, like, they did come back when I was a dad in the beginning. I was like, oh, my God, like, I got to watch them like a hawk, you know? Exactly, right? I was so scared, Did you, you know? realize how valuable you really you are, right? I was so scared, man. You I'm know? sure. Like, um, That's natural. Me, too. I was scared shitless. I remember one time we are at the mall, and he, like, wanted to, like, walk over towards, like, the, you the know, fountain. I knew he, he wouldn't fall on the top, but, like, I... Just like small shout out Plymouth meeting mall. Attack. Yeah, I hate that. Still, thing, still know, there to this baby. day. Yeah, yeah babies go right through that. Absolutely, thing. but it's only like six inches deep. It's still, you know what I mean. Like they used to have right. some nice shit back in the day that looked like a, like a, it was like a marquee derby place or something. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> what I'm trying to say though is like you, you have to allow them to also be their own individual. Fall, exactly, and that's and just skin the hardest knee. part. Is yes, like, like my I dad. Agree. My dad wanted to watch over me. Didn't want me to get hurt. You know, but in the process, he stop me from being you know correct in certain like situations like or speaking up or doing what i thought was my gut reaction and not his you know right. and um and that's a hard hard part of parenting that's where my it's wife like and the, I did you ever for... see the war of the worlds movie with tom cruise yes you know when his kids on the boat and uh they're not letting the refugees get on they're putting up the gate and he watches his kid climb up and start help people oh and yeah, he looks yeah. at him like and he's like, got that look yeah i've had that a few times now with tyler i i, I can't like we'll call examples, but I'm just trying to compare it. And dude, that's the best dude is yeah. like when you've right, you're showing them the blueprint and they're following it on their own. Right. You know? And you're like, you're so proud. And you're like, wow, I just yeah. connected two dots for that person. Yeah. They'll never not know that now. There's a few things I need to watch. Like we were on our way to the circus last Saturday and I was commenting on how much <laughs> I love graffiti. Oh, boy. And uh, Teresa's like, maybe you shouldn't be talking about how much you love street art. Right. You know? putting, like, right you're putting that. Like, I'm like, damn it. You know, right. Like, Your you kid's know? like, oh, shit. He likes street art. Okay. Like Bart Simpson. Like, like Ty, oh, Bartel. Ty, Ty does know that. <laughs> Ty's like, Ty would be like, yeah, he knows. Yeah, yeah, I know what's up, Dad. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's an example of like you having to curb your enthusiasms. But like at the same time, I think the one thing that I really want to tie the whole thing together with too is like your mom said it, you say it, I say it, and I think more people need to say, hey, man, you can't tell me what to do. You know what I mean? I'm going to be what I want to be. You right, know what I mean? Right. And I think that's literally one of the um, – literally one of the um, – it's literally one of the, the things I cherish the most, I really think. And I've only gotten to this point in my life about three to four years ago. So if we're going back, right, the last 46 years of me on this earth, the last five has just been like an eye-opener. Like you said, like family, like, you know, um, and I think looking in the mirror a lot, nobody does that. And I had to get to that point and say, I got to look at myself in the mirror. My sister was helping me. I touched on this maybe 45 mm -hmm. minutes ago. <laughs> <It's> um, <laughs> um, I'm like editing and copying as we're recording. Did we you, got some here, Bobby. I'm telling you. Most people, like, they don't open up for, like, the for Some people either open. I'll be honest with you. Most people on the show, they either get it or they don't get it. And, like, some people don't open up, dude. It's really weird. 
And like, that's kind of what I'm here for. Is right. That. Exactly. You're like my therapy. Don't send the bill. Send the bill to your well, I house. I think people <laughs> want to hear that, dude. That's what I want to listen to on a podcast. Yeah. I like when the, sh- the conversation turns quiet and like they start talking about stuff. You're like, whoa, I can't believe that. I don't want to hear like how, how great your writer list is backstage. Yeah, exa- you know I mean? Exactly, right? Or I Tell have me a, about your deepest, darkest exactly. day, dude. I yeah. have a space shuttle that flies <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> like, yeah, you have $80 billion. Of course you do. I'd have 10 of them too, right? Um, what did you say earlier? Like, I want to skydive off the <laughs> moon, man. <laughs> <laughs> My one buddy, uh, man, he used to tell me, he's like, you've got some of the wildest like, uh, analogies. Um, same, same. I get that a lot too. And I think that that's like, uh, that's also, nobody ever says skydive well, like off a, the moon. That's a Christ-like thing too. Jesus always talked that way in parables. People want to skydive from an airplane. Like, no, I want to go from the moon. There's yeah, actually yeah. a Red Bull commercial about that. A guy did I that. I did. I remember that. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I just, and I saw that. I'm like, that dude got my idea. I had a Red Bull before we came. I know. I, every time I drink a Red Bull, people are always like, ah, he's drinking a Red Bull. I'm like, it's sugar-free. It's B12 to Tory. Yeah. 80,000%. You know, Adam Hitler was addicted to taurine. Adolf Hitler. Oh, was he? Um, there's a footage that Rogan put out once that shows him tweaking at the oh. like 19 whatever like Olympic games. Like he's watching it and he's tweaking to his leg. And no way. It was a big thing back in the day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, but now it's like, you know, I realize like, man, look how blessed I am. Like I could say, oh, I lost my mom. I lost my dad. My dad turned to fucking our, me and my sister's world upside down. And by the way, mm-hmm. my wife was collateral damage from his negative responses because she knew my mom but only for a few short years and even in the death of cancer my mother was graceful and amazing and ridiculously awesome right that's crazy and she so your mom's spirit never changed when she got diagnosed nope. never became bitter or angry even though she had every reason to and i forgot to mention How this old was she? 52 53 wow. her hair business i totally totally bypassed this because i had so much to tell you my brain was like on overload it's okay 1993, the Russell Lauren opened in 92 or 93. In 1996, seven, she decides, man, a lot of these customers are getting cancer. I should look at wigs. And she was a hair guru, a hair genius, a hair aficionado, a hair, everything hair, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to brand us Russell Lauren hair. Mm-hmm. And I said, we could do a double entendre where Russell Lauren hair could be a bunny or it could be a scissors. And you could mirror each other. That's Russell great. Lauren hair. Like, what's yeah. bunny have to do with scissors? Like, nothing. It's Russell Lauren hair, H A R E. Russell awesome. Lauren H hair is H A I R scissors website, dude. I'm telling you, my mother was from the future. Like if she was around today, that all that shit with the business groups with like women, women CEOs, she'd be that. That's what she yeah. was. She's the pioneer that never was able, right? But she taught her two kids. There's so many. Now we make that pioneer, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. on her legacy. Now, like, can I make a legacy for me and my kids? But give the again selfless. Give the credit to my mother. Yeah. Yeah. That's my legacy because Darlene wasn't here to create it, but she's, and again, being powerful, I have the power to create a legacy and donate that, you know, that, that shout out. Be like, well, really, I want to give, you know, special shout out to my mother and father. Yeah. And my mom really started the business. She was the driving force behind creating your own business from the dirt. <laughs> she did hair in the basement. Hair in the basement. That sounds like a good script. Hair in the basement. I also have Starts a good one. Don't, dip, dip. don't, don't trademark this one. For all you folks out there. Could be trademarked already. Uh, I have no idea. Basement Barber and Basement is B-A-S-S with music and a barber pole. That's good. Yeah. I already trademarked that. So you- Barbershop, though. I mean, how many movies they got? Three or four? And let me tell you a wild story. My mm-hmm. folks, my mom started doing hair in the basement. Mm-hmm. And then my mother and father did hair in the basement. My father moonlighted by doing hair in the basement while he was a mailman. Towards the end of his career as a mailman, got his cosmetology license. <laughs> Then he was doing hair in the basement at night till eight, nine o'clock at night with my mom. And then the, the 
postal job was the cover so they didn't get in trouble because there's some local like ordinances and a lot of people especially in the like montgomery county area, a lot of people are, i hate to say a part of my french motherfuckers yeah. right and they're haters and they're fucking player haters and they're like oh are they allowed to have a salon like listen we're not fucking pumping out a hundred fucking people a day here right there's family members would come but they literally created their own legacy from the thin air because my mom loved hair so much so about, said, the people would come back and they also would not just go there for the hair but they go there for the conversation hundred percent yeah. What's the one line from Kanye? I'm at the barber shop and I don't even I forget to get my hair cut, right? Like, yeah, right. I'm I mean, there six years and like, that. oh, I never even got a haircut, but I've been here all day. <laughs> but um, I don't know where I was going. Pioneer. But um, like you said about family and I think in my mindset, it's all about mindset. I think that we're not all of us as people and the people that want help, the people that don't, fuck them. They don't want help. They're always going to be curmudgeons. The world's bad. The whole government's against us. Like, yeah, maybe that's true. But guess mm-hmm. what? You have all the power again. After my CPAP, I realized, man, I am powerful. Look how I almost ransacked and followed in the footsteps of my father being negative and nasty and miserable with my wife and my kids and saying, she don't do this for me. She don't get into bed with me. She don't do, she don't do. But what the fuck, motherfucker? What am I doing? Yep. What if I, what if I, and I mean, people said there's two sides of that coin. What didn't I change and why is this shit still happening to me? Or what did I change? And if the answer is nothing in either one of those scenarios, then you are the answer you're the problem problem. people don't know how to be look in the mirror be accountable my sister touched on it my my and my wife by the way my wife megan's a nurse so she fucking knew i had sleep apnea probably two years after we met right i mean there's probably a lot of people out there who have sleep apnea misdiagnosed if i tell everybody i know they're like what's your secret you know what the secret is Mm -hmm. sleep yeah it is true man I never, sleep is so I important. thought that was such a wow, weird, like not sleep. What the hell's that mean? Like, yeah, well, when you're not sleeping and mm-hmm. you're, uh, and literally like, I should be dead, dude. I mean, I had sleep apnea severe. He, uh, I forgot to tell you, Dr. Jocelyn, when he diagnosed me, he said he's been doing medicine for 40 years to this point. Mm-hmm. This is 2020 or 2020 rather. And he said, you're the most severe case I've ever had. Wow. Dude, the hair on my body stood up straight. I just did it now, yeah. bro. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. It was my mother, I'm convinced of this, who basically let me see the light, so to speak, right? Yeah. Without being like religious. But it's like, wow, you've been doing this for 40 years. And at that point, I had no idea he was going to retire. I had no idea. This yeah. was a 70 year old man who was a general gentleman, right? He was, a, mm-hmm. he was awesome. He was so funny. And, you know, I'm a shit talker and I like to have fun and stir it up, right? Kicking up dust and having, you know, good talks with people and being human interaction. Yeah. So he was fantastic. And when he said that, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? I am, I feel like a chosen one almost, right? Like I do, man. You made it out of it too. And, and you know, God you chose allowed to get me out. to survive mm-hmm. all the self-deprecating. All, dude, I would eat late at night, big fucking stacks of oatmeal, raisin cookies, and going to Taco Bell at two in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was like angry at the world and I was following in the footsteps. My father also had sleep, uh, sleep apnea and his was severe. And I knew those signs back before my mom got. But it's not just, Ill. it wasn't just the sleep apnea. It also was somehow or another food becomes such a great Food is my drug. But it's like an anti And I have right. talks with my boys, and obviously you now. Mm-hmm. And you are one of my boys. Yes. <laughs> I just, you've only been my boy for it's a right. few years because we haven't, yeah, yeah, yeah. we just met five years ago. My feelings are intact. That's, I got you. I got you. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, what if I pick cocaine? What if I picked heroin? What if I pick drinking? What if I pick drinking and smoking? What if mm-hmm. I pick cocaine and drinking and smoking? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. I chose food because it was like easy to hide, right? And like, and if I'm being real with myself, which I always am, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's that? Is that a Kanye? 
I says to myself, oh, it's uh, Jay-Z. <laughs> it's from... Sorry, I only quote music, yeah. uh, rap music yeah, and yeah. movies because that's yeah. <laughs> being knowledge from, of, uh, being from Narstown. It's really good. It's insane, right? Yeah. Um, get stoned every day like Jesus did. It was from, um, <laughs> I see he said, jealousy, I said. Oh, what's it? Oh, man. I'm, I'm misquoting it. Sorry, Jay-Z. It's all right. Uh, we'll have to go back to that. You know the song I'm talking about. Blueprint 1 and yeah. 2. Mm-hmm. Get stoned every day like Jesus did. The thing that I love about Jay-Z, and I quote him a lot, mm-hmm. I think he's one of my prophets in my lifetime yep. with the music because yep. I love, love music. Now today, the music ain't great. I mean, there's, Drake's good, but like, there's like not six other artists that are great. Like We had yeah. 50 Cent, Eminem, Dre, Snoop, right? Yeah. Nas, I mean, and then going back, Tupac, Biggie, like we, and we had a lot of these artists all at the back same time, the Ice Cube, Ice T, right? I yeah. mean, today there's-, there's two good artists, and that's why they're super billionaires like Taylor Swift and Drake, right? And mm-hmm. all these, I know Taylor Swift's not rap, but you know what I'm saying, like that digital war the digital platform well there's only six artists that are really any good at all these genres and they're talent moguls right they're moguls i hope i'm getting through jay-z is this still recording yeah (laughs) jay-z though said it uh the the award show the last time he said you know some of you all shouldn't be nominated i loved it i think he should shave his dreads and everybody's been saying that i said the same thing my 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 group of friends john and lauren uh john and john lucy and lauren lauren lucy he's lost his edge Little Lauren Rap at this point. He had edge. He they call him Black Sonic because he looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, these days were so they were, Wait, they were I just busted missed, balls. Like, the old but I do like, I said the same yeah. thing. If he goes back to like um The Cap. Um yeah, the cap. What's it called? What's the uh, album? Hard Knock Life, Volume Two. Yeah, yeah. Go back to that look, right? Mm-hmm. Suited up tight, fade, right? And everybody do the little design the or best, something. Dude. Yeah, I he mean was, like he was sharp, right? But it's funny. I'll Look never at these artists. Nine problems came out. I never oh heard my a beat god, like that, dude! I never heard Rick Rubin a beat. That's like Def that. Jam, nineteen eighty-one. Right? It actually, Russell sounds like Simmons. It, that's um, in the thousands, somewhere in the two thousand three-ish, four. Maybe? No, but what I'm saying is Rick Rubin's on the song who produced oh, yeah. LL Cool J, who was Def Jam with Russell Simmons. Chili Peppers did all those guys, man. The guys, all he does is show up barefoot and just starts. It's uh, insane, right? Long ass hair, and he's like, "All right, do." He's uh, like, basically, yeah. <laughs> what I like. It's great. Turns out. Did you ever see him on? They like. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Did you ever see him on David Letterman? Uh, my, my, my next guest is. It's yes. a Netflix show. Yes, I've seen his interview. I implore everybody mm-hmm. that's listening. That's a good one. It goes to Dave Letterman. My next guest is. He did like Obama. He did Jay-Z. He did Kanye and Kim Kardashian when they were together. Yeah, Kanye, yeah. It was, they yeah. did Tiffany Haddish. They did. Uh, I'm trying to think. They Seinfeld. Bar- uh, you said Barack already, right? Yeah. Um, they do. They were like monsters. Did he do Oprah? I think he did. Apparently, he's got a couple. Oh, he did uh, George Clooney. I mean, dude, there's one is a really list good. top of the line. He did somebody. It was really rare. But go ahead. What are you saying? I was going to say like with the music. Um, I don't know. We got sidetracked there. <laughs> we're just sorry. Right, let's walk again. We're gonna walk back because it's steering dark. But I continue the conversation. I'm not gonna stop you here because it's great when the guest keeps on going. Usually I'm like, all right. Yeah, we're going to finish up. Like, oh, he's like, shit, I'm not even no, halfway no, I, through yet. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's good. He said he didn't doubt. Look, uh, at, look at this lady. She's getting her I love this. I love it, right? Let's go get in it. Let's go get in the photo. <laughs> photo bomb it. I do it all the time with Mickey when we were doing true Bobcast. I wonder when we listen back to this. Is this going to sound cool? I'm, I'm excited for this I was shit. very, I, you know, I mean, the thing is I do edit it and like I uh, put on some effects to it, you know? But the amazing it. thing is like dude, a this microphone only picks up. It only it don't hear the background. Like, well, that's a good. Crazy thing. Maybe you but, could do one where it's super sensitive and you pick up the whole 
We've Walk done them, yeah. Well, in the beginning, great. I had a different type of microphone, but like it was all about finding the right mics to do it out here where it doesn't sound like you know, you're like, you well, know, the hardest the thing, too. Well, also, like, I'm close and far, and now I'm closer than I was when I first started holding it. <laughs> well, there's a way to uh, what I do is, is this all for the nerds out there, going back up the hill again. This is downhill. Beautiful. Uh, the thing that's cool is, um, you can do a thing where you match loudness, oh, okay, and it makes all of it become one equal band of audio. I actually have a lot of interest in becoming. Um, audio engineer. We were talking about, yeah. And, uh, audio engineer. Absolutely. You know, they're hiring like crazy right now for that, you know, and starting base salary is like $35 an hour. And the thing I know about like, uh, like most of that time, dude, like musicians are so unprepared, man. They show up, they're like, well, let's spend eight hours. No, right. Exactly. Right. And then like the drummer goes, get stoned. And then nobody knows what to do, and then you lost the whole day. Right. You know Instead what I mean? And not like, being stoned, yeah, and they dude, produce you know I mean? great like, content, right? Yeah. The whole thing with music, too, is like you need to be rehearsed, you need to be prepared before you go in there. And then, as a producer or a mixer engineer, there's nothing worse when the people come in there. They don't, they don't even want to be there themselves. So, let me tell you this, dude. You know? I saw this one special. It was Kanye Genius. And on that, he was on. What special was that? I think I might have It was on that. Netflix. And what was that about? It was his whole life story. He basically was been, has been recording himself since he was a young man. And his buddy, I don't know what, I forget his name. He was recording him and he was on Def Comedy Jam doing spoken word. Dude, he was on Def Comedy Jam doing, uh, she can't afford a car, so she named her daughter Alexis. <laughs> she, all that spoken word, Jesus Walks, yeah. that was on Def Comedy Jam in fucking 2000. <laughs> the, the vacuum so think of time, that. man. It's wild, too. Like how And people were like, whoa, awesome. And like, he was just like, whatever. Like he never, yeah. And then he started producing the blueprint, blah, 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 blah. They would never let him in as a rapper. They, they never were calling him a producer in. rapper. He's like, why can't you just call me a rapper? Why got to be a producer rapper? You know, he's got the, one of his lyrics in the, but the think about Vultures that. album. He says, uh, you know, he said when he ran for president. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, when my campaign turned to campaign. <laughs> exactly. The double entendre. <laughs> yeah, remember when he He's came been out with Jay-Z that? Yeah. his whole life. I mean, shit. He, he well, the thing that's crazy that is shit. like, all right, so one, like with mental health, you know how, like, all right, so when you're like a manic person, you have these ups and you have these downs, right? But imagine having these ups with like six billion in the well, back. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah, and like I get like, like oh, uh, he's so crazy. I'm like, not many people have that much money. Well, exactly, There's lots of people like that in the world. Though, exactly, you know? right. Without There's the lots money, lots of people without the money who are psycho who out of their minds. Want to come out exactly. there and talk in front of everybody, you know? dude? But like, and the point I was trying to make there is that that footage of Jesus walks. What's the house? I forget. Like, Jesus walks with me. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Um, I've listened to that album a thousand times. One of my favorite things is to ride around and listen to music loudly in my car. Listen to Vultures. Tell me what you think. Because I um, think he's starting to come back towards like a... It actually sounds like music. The song has a beat and there's a harmony. It's good, yeah. Because it's the unique. last album I listened to, uh, Donda... Yeah, that wasn't good. And it just sounded like a nervous breakdown. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't you know like what I mean? Like, I didn't like most of it. But um, my point is, that foot, that what his thought process of that... What he wanted to put out into the world was 2000. That was 24 years ago. Now people are up in arms about, oh, Kanye, da, da, da. like dude, that dude's been trying to sell that music for 20 years. But I just thought to myself of being sound, if I could be taught or learn, how I could to totally, do certain I could totally things. teach it. I mean, like that's just the thing too is about um, like listen, listen back to this podcast, right? You're like this dude's quoting crazy things and singing the song, like it's the 
It's the cadence, right? Well, I mean, the whole thing too is like Eminem listen, was listen, on sixty I mean, minutes. Did you ever hear his? Yeah. The the thing that most people don't understand. Nothing rhymes with orange. He's like, let me show you how. Oran, Duran, Duran. I mean, he's just like, wow, he just rhymed with orange <laughs> or purple. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm texting my wife. That's all right. <laughs> Duty calls. Um, yeah, the thing that's wild too about like uh, you know most music is like people, you know, as an artist, it's so hard because like most people think that like that well. Musicians, I think I'm talking about, or artists. I've got to use my music to express my emotions. But guess what? Nobody really gives a shit about your emotions. They just want to dance. Dude. Exactly. And, and they want to feel good. And that's a good point. And Kanye expressed his emotions he, and gave them a dance track. Back in the day. And right? he's starting to get there. There's a like track it. on this new one, uh, Play it Before You Leave, just to hook up. And it, listen, like, if you listen to Jay-Z good, back you know? in the day... When he first started, it was super hardcore, right? Like, well, that's gangster. And then all of I a mean, sudden, like, he became. There's the, a quote from Lauren Hill, right? Love um, it. I love the Fuji's growing up. Miss Educational Lauren Hill? Yeah. So she only did that one album. Somebody asked her on that tour they did last yeah. year, like, hey, how, how come you only did one album? Great album. And she, you know what she said? She was like, hey, be straight with you. Like, after I made up all that money, life was easy. Exactly. I had no shit to talk about. Exactly. So it's tough. You so my whole thing is, too, is like, okay, thing, so if you're like a big time artist like that, right? <laughs> Make boogie shoes by Casey and the Sunshine Band. Right. Make something that nobody's making stuff that. How do I like the okay, like to the make music, you feel the something? Fan, the, the music fan I know, and I'm a musician, right? And I know the music fan truly loves, above all things, to feel the beat, right? Right. And also, too, to feel good right. while listening to it, right? And you do that most of the time. By not writing songs about, you know, plastic surgery and mental breakdowns, you're, you're <laughs> writing true. about like, you know, I'm in love with my car or like well, look at Taylor Smith, easy things. Right? That's she why, sings you know, songs why go. she's so popular, right? That's why she's so popular. She's touching on everybody's emotions. But they're also dancey and, you know. Exactly. Shake make you it feel off. Good. Everybody exactly. knows shake it off. My kids put it on. I am singing along she with them. She advice to musicians and like, you know, the hardest thing about it is like, nobody listens, dude. Like, they're like, yeah, yeah, great. Here comes a song that's 12 minutes long. We've got no course. <laughs> No bridge, nothing but guitar. You know, it's like, oh. Exactly. Like, oh, can you give me 30 seconds of that? <laughs> Did you ever see a show on HBO called Room 104? No. I watched season four, episode one. I don't know why it just popped on, but it was like, it all takes place in the hotel room, right? And like, th these guys, they, uh, I can't, I'm just recommending. I can't get into it right now. Yeah, just, it's just, well, yeah, check it out because check it I'll spoil out. it. But the whole thing takes place in the room. It's pretty interesting. It's about music. What year is it set? About in? how music has changed since the '90s till now. What's up? What I said. What year is it set in? It's set in the present, but it's also like you'll see. What it goes I'm back. Saying. That's great though, because it's like music was experienced so differently, dude. You know what I mean? Well, look like, at our parents' generation. The 70s, even them. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, but like we shared the same thing. Right. We shared the same. Go to the store, get the record. The, the dopamine rush off of buying oh, a brand new album. Yeah, dude? that's a good point. Jesus, there's nothing when you hit download. Or like if you, right, exactly. Nothing. How about when you're sitting in line at Blockbuster, standing in line at night on a Friday when Arnold Schwarzenegger oh. just released Terminator 2, Let's right? Oh, dude, you know what I mean? And there's like, 50 people and you're like, how many copies do they have? Dude, you're dude, like, dude, I heard they have 50 copies. Like, you're counting in lines? I used to go right up to the desk and then like help him. Like, you know, there'd be a line of tapes that came in, you know, and like. Oh, like checking it when it comes oh, Mission in. Impossible <laughs> Exactly. And then somebody would be like, Motherfucker. Exactly. Taking it. Oh, but it's not rewound. I don't give a that's shit. That's gone. Gone from it. society. 
again, that's what we were talking about earlier Gone. when we started. It's this push button. There is no more like build up either, right? There's no suspense. There's no suspense to this. I think like, that's kind of like really what we just deduced here. And I think that's mainly my problem. There ain't no goddamn suspense. No, I don't even get like, yeah. what's the most dopamine I get from purchases now? Let's think. Hmm. Uh, right? It's too hard to think. Pro- then but the- you ask me that when I'm 12, 15, in the 90s or right. whatever? Uh, PlayStation 1 game or right? going, going to go, go rec- karts. Like a record, though. You know what I mean? Like, I remember like getting Pearl Jam's second album and just thinking, like, you know, couldn't, couldn't get any better than this. Yeah. Because the dopamine wouldn't like, drop off because that album was so new. You, you also had a dopamine hit because, like, you know, music now is like shared differently through social media, stories, all that shit. Like, it felt like it was just yours, your copy into, yeah. you know, the intimacy of the artist, you know? Uh, I was just thinking about dopamine. Think of eighth grade going to the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Exactly. In the better. 90s with $10 no in your Friday pocket. Night? On right. Friday night? Friday night at 5.30, 6 o'clock, right? The mall closes yeah. at 9. Super K. Three hours. Putting out cigarettes on the like floor. you said, yeah, dopamine. Oh, the arcade was the truth. Our arcade has such a vibe to it too because it was like so dingy, but like the like you you don't see crowds around machines anymore. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. You know what I mean? This guy's got the high score. Hurry up, look at it. And next thing you know, they're six deep looking like get yeah. out. And your quarters are lined up, but like seriously. Because looking now, like, the video games are played online in the yeah, comfort of your home. No lines. And guess no what? There's no crowds. There's no filter either from any of these people you're interacting with, right? I mean, I'll never forget seeing the Mortal Kombat fatality for the first time. Oh, my in God. Person. It was Finish Kato. him. It was, I only saw Kato's in real life, which was not the best, but I mean, there was still, <laughs> you know what I mean? I always yeah. wanted to see like the one where the spinal cord came out. Ah, yeah. But like the kid who did it like was like a god. Dude. Dude, like, everybody out. was just looking it, at him. Like, it, you know? And you're right. It was a magazine. There was You didn't go online yeah. and get the cheat codes. You had to buy a $14 magazine in yeah. 1988. Which might as well be fifty dollars of today's money. Your parents said, "You yeah. want me to buy you a fifty dollars?" Here's one thing: I remember in the beginning, I didn't even know about the books. I just, well, me neither. I just fought, dude. Then what was the? And then even sometimes the- I knew the books would be there, and I couldn't afford the books, so I still had to just keep losing. And I go to the store and look up something, exactly, and then go and home try and like, to make. You should have bought it. Dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? What was contra? A A. Uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, yeah. left, right. A B, A B. Select, select start. start. Yeah. Beautiful. So you would be my friend. That actually, the codes, so that so. actually celebrated its um, 30th? 35th. 35th. Oh, Jesus Christ. Am I that old? Yeah, it came out in 19, 1987. I feel like I'm 25 in my mind, but my body's like 35, still doing strong. I'm still like comprehending though, like the drop-off though of like, you know, the buildup of our youth into a young manhood and then technology just Fucking it all up? Yeah. Uh, what's the thing? Uh, tough times build strong men. Kind of strong times it, make you know? easy. You know what I mean? Strong like, men make easy times, and then weak men make hard times. Somebody, uh, right? Is that did I say Somebody that right? at the <laughs> store the other day asked me, like, "So how's life going, Bob?" And I was like, "Hey, you really want the truth? Can I tell it to you?" <laughs> That's your Frank. Oh, it's Frank. Hold on one sec. How you doing, Frank? Look how big your dog got. What's up, buddy? Right, Good to see you. Good this is my friend Sal, Frank. What's up, buddy? man? I know you. That's a white cousin, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. How you been, man? What's up? How you doing? Yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't seen you in 25 years. Yeah, man. It's been a minute. And we're back here. Sorry, we had a little technical possibility there. Um, Sal and I just went off the deep end. I think we might have been talking there and not recording for a little bit. But, hey, we're back. Uh, before we wrap up, Sal. 
great podcast. Lots of stories. You know what I mean? I'm glad I got to know your mom a little bit more. It sounds like she was a great woman who inspired you. So I appreciate you sharing that on the show. You know what I mean? Of course. I actually was uh, great therapy, but also uh, <laughs> just gave me an opportunity uh, to kind of express myself. Let's cross. Yeah, they, they love you here at Bell's Mills. Every uh, podcast I go through this year, we're... Um, I almost get killed out here. <laughs> Actually, we did yeah. that twice, so we avoided death twice today. Yes. Um, what were you saying? But no, I was saying that um, my folks have just always helped me understand if you got to change gears and just keep reinventing yourself, keep finding yourself. I want to do a podcast, and I want to... You should, dude. You're good at it. I mean, you're a natural speaker. <laughs> and, bro, like I told yeah. you, I mean, like, I, this ain't rehearsed. This is just me. Exactly, dude. Um, I mean, I'll show you the gifts of the trade, but I do yeah, want to have yeah. you back on the show because it's effortless, and I get to take a back seat. You're, you're clearly in control. <laughs> I just take awesome. it away. Yeah, but it's just great for me because, dude, over, what, 400 episodes, for God's sake, it gets tiresome when you're, like, done asking, questioning. Like, the line of questions is over, like, after 12 minutes. You know what I mean? You're like, That's wild. And we've been over here, what, an hour and a half? I had a, sh- I had a podcast once that was the shortest ever. It was 14 and a half minutes. <laughs> it's like a Mike Tyson punch out. <laughs> Knockout in the first round, There's huh? this guy that owned a gym, and I was asking him questions, but, like, I could tell that before, like, he, he must have, like, just hit the, you know, the um, Apparatus? pre-workout fuel shake or something, <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. Because he was like, you know, I've been owning this gym for five months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, oh, dude, all right. But it ended pretty quick. But, you know, this was fun. I had a great time. It was a good afternoon. It's actually Same. starting to feel like springtime here. Um, whenever you get your uh, podcast off the ground, skydiving off the moon, you let me know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I appreciate you being on the show. Loved it, man. Loved My name it. is Bob, and this has been yet another episode of The Bobcast.